This is no stranger to us, um, and we want to receive him and just let him come and have his liberty. Let's welcome him as he comes and take his liberty. God bless you, sir. Please be seated, and a happy Christmas to you all. Okay, are there a lot of children here this morning? They seem to be all busy with their toys and, you know, their little games, so they're fine. Okay. Hi, Annie. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here this morning, and um, I want to spend some time just um, sharing some things that I felt that it was right for this morning. And it was important for me this day to be able to help us, not only to give thanks, but to be reflective in terms of God's goodness and in terms of the events of 2017. None of us here this morning, none of us, could say that we haven't been impacted by the events of 2017 in some way or the other. Psychologically, emotionally, financially, we've been impacted. The events of 2017 has spiraled out of control. No one, politician, those who are looking at our finance and economics, the Bank of England, those who predict things, it was as if that everything that they hold just out of their hands. And all of us at some point or the other were asking ourselves, has asked ourselves the question, what next? Can it get any worse? The Manchester bombing focused our minds some more to ask us what makes a young man strap a bomb to himself and intentionally walks to a designated place and blows himself up and others with him. What makes a man gets into a vehicle, drive round, and all of a sudden decides that he's going to mow innocent people, people who are not English, people who are not British, people who are on holidays, people who are celebrating. One man was celebrating over 25 years with his wife. What makes a man do a thing like that. The London Bridge attack. We've got to ask ourselves what is happening. And I'm sure in the midst of all these events, when we get on the tube, when we get on the bus, we are thinking, where should I sit? Am I safe? Am I going to get to work? The Finsbury Park Moss attack. Someone leaving Wales and coming all the way to Finbury Park to seek out some people because of their religion and their ethnicity. When the vast amount of Muslims and the vast amount of people from Pakistan or India or the Middle East are law-abiding citizens, but what makes a man's heart be filled with hatred to hire a vehicle drive over a hundred odd miles to seek to take life. No doubt many of us can't get our head around America. And the fact that people could go to a concert and a man could stay in his hotel room and take shots and kill many people. 
We can't understand the psyche of America that after so many killings, in fact, gun lobbying, the gun prices and the gun sale goes up after every killing, the sales of guns go up. I reminded someone that America was born in blood. It was born with the gun in his hand. The election of Donald Trump, total write-off. A man that feels that he can say what he wants to say to whom he wants to say it to, and it's okay. The world woke up that morning with a massive headache. And they're still suffering from one. The war in Syria. I don't know how you felt when you saw boat people coming off the boat or a woman says she's lost her husband and her children. And you ask yourself the question, why are the hearts of men so desperately wicked? Why? The plights of our refugees. Myanmar, Burma. I was sitting in my room one night, 10 o'clock, and listening to a mother, I've lost my husband. I have five children. Three of them are missing. One of them is there with a bullet wound in his body. And she cried. I wanted to cry. I was emotional. My body was shaking. But that's 2017. The hurricanes in the Caribbean, 95% of all Barbudans lost their properties. Could we ever imagine waking up with nothing, our whole life work is gone? And the vast majority of those people have no house insurance. North Korea. Mr. Kim. And no doubt we are saying to ourselves, what is the impact of North Korea? But if we know anything about history, we know that it took one assassination to start World War I. It took the humiliation of World War I to trigger World War II. And one man in North Korea could trigger a third world war. Israel and the Middle East. When you think that you've just forgotten about Israel, it comes back on the scene. But not only that, here at home, up to 40 people have lost their lives through knife crime. The youngest has been a baby, less than one years old, being stabbed up in her home. Where is it all going? How do we feel? Brexit. That wretched Brexit. The uncertainties that is caused all of us. 
On Friday, I buried a young man. I had to take a funeral on Friday. There was over 700 people seated in the audience. The rest had to stand. An uncle got up and spoke and he said, this is madness. Madness, he said. He said, I was at a funeral a few months ago and I felt it for that woman, not knowing three months later I would be at the funeral of my own nephew. So that's why all of us are impacted in some way or the other. All of us at some point or the other in 2017 feel an air of uncertainties. Where is this going? Our world is full of uncertainties. But for me, what makes the celebration of Jesus special is because there are three words the Bible emphasizes. Three words. Messiah, the Christ, and salvation. And we've got to understand that these are significant words. These are significant titles. These are significant names. The overriding biblical word, Messiah or Christ, it means the chosen king. Chosen by God, the Messiah. And we've got to understand that the heart of our faith is Christ, the King. Christ, our Messiah. Often the Old Testament would tell a prophet to go and anoint and proclaim a king. Now, I don't know about you, but let me tell you this. In the midst of 2017, one of the things that's been up on my agenda is prayer. Connectivity with the king. Some of you remember Ken McGreevy. Ken used to use a phrase. He used to speak in a rhythmic style. Whenever he spoke, there was a rhythm to what he said. And he said this one day, God is not looking for activities. He is looking for receptivity. And in a time of such uncertainties, God is calling us, his people. Listen to me. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what I'm saying. Equally, let him understand what I am doing. With all the madness that's happening in our world today, we as Christians, God is saying one thing. Come close to me. Let me speak to you and let me help you to understand the madness that is taking place in our world today. And so the first thing that I recognize is this. God has sent his Messiah into this world. And hear the proclamation of the angel. Peace on earth. Come on, peace on earth. And I want to reassure us and help us this day to understand there will be a whole heap of madness happening around us. 
But God is saying, peace. Is it possible to live in a world of chaos and have peace? Yes. In Genesis, there were chaos. The world was without form. And God spoke into it and there was order. Jesus was on a boat. The winds were blowing. It would appear naturally that the ship was going to capsize. And they shook Jesus. Master, are you not concerned that we are perishing? <clears throat> and he wakes up. <clears throat> and I find it quite interesting. There's chaos all around Jesus. And he's asleep. Isn't it incredible? Our human natural instinct is when there's chaos, confusion follows. We begin to behave as if we're helter-skelter all over the place. But Jesus wakes up and he says to the wind and the wave, peace, be still. And here the human thinking of his disciples what manner of man is this that even the wind and the wave obeys him and i want to tell you this today and i want to remind us this christmas it's about the messiah and what he has brought into this world and into the heart and the life of his church peace with all the madness, peace. And it was interesting because the emphasis on the Messiah was the anointed, the sacred oil that emphasizes that God himself has ordained a person and has given him authority to represent. The babe of Bethlehem was God's authority, God, in that babe. Seeking to bring peace, but not only peace, salvation. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. If there's one thing that I've recognized over the years is this. When everything is going crazy, stand still and allow the Christ, your Christ, our Christ to bring peace. The word Christ means the anointed one. So the Messiah was sent. The Christ is the anointed. God's anointed, anointed upon him. God has sent him and anointed him for one thing. 
our salvation. The greatest thing that we ever possess is our salvation. Come on. Doesn't matter what we get today or tomorrow. Doesn't matter what we have today. Nothing that we get or have is eternal. There's only one thing. Is our salvation. It's our salvation. The greatest gift that you and I could ever receive was forgiveness of sin. The purchase of our salvation upon the cross. And our Lord Jesus. That's what our Lord Jesus, the Savior, did. Here's Simon. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. Simeon, here's Simeon. Lord, you are now letting your servant depart in peace. According to your word, mine eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before all peoples, the light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Do you know there are millions of people who wish they could know Jesus, but they can't and they don't? Do you know that? You know, the amount of people are saying, I wish I could be a Christian. I wish I could see what you see. I wish I could have what you have. I wish. Something miraculous has happened to us. Something supernatural has changed us. Now, let me tell you this. In the East, they celebrate Christmas in September time. We all know the story about Christmas and how we got to the 25th of November. But listen, when we recognize what God has done in our lives, every day is Christmas. Every day. Every day is Christmas. When we recognize that God has given us the gift of salvation, every day we are giving thanks. Every day we are worshiping. Every day we want to declare God's goodness in our lives and over us. Every day we are living and basking ourselves in his blessings. Every day. Every day we are receiving mercy and grace. Mercy there was great and grace was free. The songwriter says, pardon there was multiplied for me. There my wounded soul found liberty at Calvary. Every day. Every day we relish the fact that we are a recipient of God's gift to humanity. We have a hope. Our celebration of the birth of Jesus is the fact that we have a hope. Hope. So Brexit could take place, I've still got my hope. Donald Trump could keep tweeting, I still got my hope. Come on, the stock market may go down and up like a yo-yo. I still have my hope. Come on. We still have it. We still have Jesus. And hear what Jesus says. Listen, I provide for the sparrow. And how much more valuable than the sparrow are you? David declares, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Come on. We have an anchor, the songwriter says. 
That's Jesus. And Jesus wants us uh, at this given time with all the uncertainty, look to him. David says this, I will look unto the heavens from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, not Theresa May. Not Brexit. Come on. My help cometh from the Lord. But listen, we have a hope not only for this world, but we have a hope to come. Come on. Hear what it says in the book of Isaiah. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. Not only do I have confidence right here, but I have confidence beyond the grave. Come on. We need to be excited about our Jesus and our faith and, and the fact that he has given us Eternal life. Eternal life. I'm happy. And let me tell you this. The Lord wants to remind us that we are all on a journey. If you've never read that book, Pilgrim Progress, read it. Wonderful book. Because we're all on a, on a journey. We, and on this journey, we meet everyone. On this journey, we lose our way because Mr. Worldlywise comes and discourages us. And we get all kinds of obstacles. But let me tell you something. When we look to the Lord, when we look for that city, God will meet us and he'll take us and he'll bring us back on that road. This world is not our own. When I was 17 and a half or so, God was ministering to me. And I got converted when I was 18. <clears throat> and my mother before, when I was 13 years of age, my mother brought me a song uh, where well, some of you wouldn't know it, but it's called an LP, like a CD, okay? Sharon, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, Joe wouldn't, he's too young. But, uh, <laughs> but um, my mother brought me this sort of vinyl um, record. And um, it was a guy called Jim Reed. Right? This is real old school. Now, I was into my reggae and my, you know, heavy music, right? And when my mother bought, I said, sure, why should buy me this kind of thing? And I just dash it. I dash it in the cupboard. I said, sure. When I was 13. But by the time I was 18, God did something in my life. Man, I went in that cupboard and I was digging and I was digging. I was digging. And I found that LP in there and I put it on and these are the words of a song that I want to read the lyrics of a song that's there which summarizes what God is saying to us and how we should stay focused here it says this world is not my home I'm just passing through my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue the angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven is not my home, 
Then, Lord, what shall I do? The angels beckon me from heaven open door. I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Now, I know that vast majority are young and you want to adventure. You want to do all kinds of things. You're not ready for heaven. I've never met a sick Christian who wants to go to heaven. Everybody wants to stay on earth. But let me tell you this. God has peace for us on earth, but he has a place for us ultimately. Ultimately. That we need to hold in focus because God's gift to us is summed up in John's gospel. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world give do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Afraid. Isn't it beautiful? God is saying to us this day, embrace my peace. You may think in your mind turbulence. You may feel in your circumstances turbulence. But God is saying, let not your heart be troubled. Let it not. For some people, Christians, we're weird people. You know, some people look at us and think we're nutters, we're weird. I, I, I love to be a weird nutter for Jesus. Come on. Come on. We're not eccentric people. We are people who've experienced the power, the grace, and the love of Jesus. And here what the Bible calls us peculiar people. You understand? We are peculiar. I know we spend a lot of time trying to look trendy stuff and, you know, all these funny, funny um, fashion. I went to a place the other day and I went and I saw some jeans with holes in it. And I thought they must be really cheap. I said, my goodness, look how bad the stores are getting. You know, they're selling things with holes in them. Jeans with holes in them, you know. And I looked and I, I went, I said, let me see how much this old digger digger thing look like. <laughs> and when I looked, 300 pounds. I said, wow. <laughs> I said, who, which mad people could buy that? And I went out and I saw a whole heap of mad people. <laughs> You know, everybody, everybody, you know, feel and want to believe that, you know, here, there's things here and people look good on the outside. They look good. But their hearts are in turbulence. Their minds are running helter-skelter. But I want to remind us, I want to remind us, we will feel like that. We will, because we're in this world. We will feel an element of uncertainty, but God wants us to look to him. God wants us to call upon him. God wants us to seek him. And as we look to him, as we call upon him, he reassures us. He gives us that confidence that we need. He gives us that inner quietness that we need. It is well. It is well. It is well with my soul. Young people, I want to tell you this, and church, I want to say this. Doesn't matter who people are in this world. Theresa May, 
One of the most fascinating things that happened in us thought this, this year was Rupert Murdoch sold his shares. Now, some of you may, those of you who are entrepreneurs, you'll read about Rupert Murdoch because this guy had an empire. But even Rupert, Rupert Murdoch is saying to himself, Rupert Murdoch is saying to himself, what is all this about? You see, you could get everything you want in this world and you could still be empty. You could spend your life chasing things. You cannot grab it. Chasing, chasing. But Jesus says, you need peace. You need peace. Mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual peace. And you know when you get that peace, there's contentment. Whatever you have, whatever you don't have, you're content. Your happiness is not about what you have. It's about who you have. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. I go in the streets and I meet people and people say, why do you walk this street? Why'd you walk this street until in the early hours of the morning? One guy, you know, called me an effing nutter. I thought nobody in the church ever called me that before. <laughs> but you know, when I talked to him, I said, hey, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. Come on, it's Jesus. It is Jesus. Jesus. Nothing else. It's Jesus. It's not about how I smell, how I look. It's about Jesus. And Jesus says today, embrace my peace. Embrace it. Walk with it. Open your eyes and see me. It doesn't matter where you are. When you get hold of Jesus and his peace, it is well. It is well. It is well. It is well. And one day, one day I will meet Jesus. I will meet Jesus one day. I will, we will meet the Jesus who was the Messiah, who is the Christ, and who is the Savior of our soul. Let's pray. I don't know about you this Christmas, but I want to pray that you would receive the greatest gift, the greatest gift that was brought into this world, came into this world, and distributed across this globe. That is Jesus' love for humanity. Jesus' love for you. In Baghdad, for the first time for years, they're able to celebrate Christians. In spite of so many have lost their lives, they still held their faith because they recognize this. For them to live is Christ and to die is again. And they're rejoicing. Today, men and women are rejoicing because they've met Jesus and they've embraced his love. I want to ask you this today, this wonderful day. Would you like to receive God's gift to humanity. And that's forgiveness of sin. 
and that's salvation. And that's eternal life in him. If you would like to do that, just put your hands up and put it down again. I want to pray for you before I leave. If you'd like to receive God's gift of salvation, put it up. Put your hands up and put it down again. And where you are, I'm going to pray for you. Is there anyone? God bless you. Is there anyone else would like to receive God's gift of salvation? Father, I thank you for this day. And I thank you, God, that even today, 25th of December, 2017, you are still pouring out your love. You are still reassuring your people and giving us peace. And I ask today that you would touch your daughter, that you would touch us, your church. Help us that our eyes may be fastened upon you. And help us that we may embrace you even more. Father, I ask this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Strengthen, encourage, restore, and Father, embrace even today in the name of Jesus. Amen. And the church say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Les. That was a powerful word. Um, peace be still. I think also when he was speaking, one of the things I picked out was he said, draw close to me or, be, or draw, come close to me. And of course, if you were here yesterday, we had that twice from John and from Tim. And I think obviously the Lord is speaking very clear that we have got to draw close to him. I think as a church, next year, the focus is impact. But the word says that apart from me, you can do nothing. 